0: And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you.
1: We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery -Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, companion, favorite person. Also, she's kind of nice. And today, today, she like totally came out of her shell. Today was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell me what you thought about today.
0: So I spoke for the first time in front of a group of people live like in person i haven't done that since high school which is pretty crazy but i did it and it was awesome and i want to do it again
1: yeah i i thought you did great i was super pleased with the whole thing it was awesome it was fun but in so we spoke an award and if you guys want us to talk in your award just let us know we will happily come and visit you we love doing this we do it for free for anybody who wants to do a stake or a ward fireside? Uh, we did Sunday school today, so it was only an hour, and we like we just barely got through everything. <laughs> and we were so it was so awesome that the, the particip- participation was amazing. Uh, we didn't get to the questions, and that's why we're here right now, because afterward, uh, the, the the member of the bishopric who invited us to speak said, "Hey, could you like respond to those questions for us?" Our people want the answers.
0: <laughs> and for us to type them up would be really hard and so we decided to answer the questions live on the podcast and then we'll just send a link over. Yeah. So this will kind of be a super random podcast episode because we're just answering the we're questions answer that questions were best submitted I can.
1: right. So what's the best way to bring up pornography with teens? You want me to start? Because mm-hmm. you're the one who really talks about this. <laughs> and you love talking about this.
0: Yeah. So for me, the best way to bring it up, honestly, is just in everyday conversation. You know, make it like a formal, like, sit down. Let's talk about pornography. Make it super awkward. It's just like, just an everyday normal conversation. And it's a conversation that can't just be had once. It needs to be happening on the regular whatever that looks like in your family for us it's it's pretty much what every couple of weeks we talk about it i would say
1: when whenever you trap the children in the car is kind of
0: yeah i mean I, I always check in with my kids in the car but i mean being that this is what we do for a living we pretty much talk about pornography every day in our house so our kids our kids hear us we don't censor anything for our children and yeah I mean, we, we just
1: we we don't really bring it up for the babies but they're not, they're not interested in it. So obviously, you're going to want to talk to the, you know, whatever level that they're at. Uh, but like Darcy said, we don't really censor it, for especially for our older kids. They, they ask questions, and we just answer them. We don't, like, we don't censor anything as far as you know, whatever they come to. Because if we censor it, what's going to happen? They're going to go to Google. Google. Google's going to teach them. We don't want Google to teach them. So I think, uh, what, what did you say? It's persistency.
0: Yeah, it's, it's more than once. Right, you Bring it's it up regular. on the regular. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a formal, like, you know, birds and the bees talk or whatever. It's yeah. just, like, having the conversations with your kids. And, and part of that is is that you yourself have to become comfortable talking about this subject, which for a lot of us, that's not really a comfortable subject. So, yeah.
1: right. Okay, so the next question that was asked was, what is the best way to find out if they are being exposed to pornography? and i i think the really the simplest answer here is just assume that they have been because the the statistics are pretty clear on this by the time they graduate from high school they will have seen pornography
0: and i think the average age of exposure is 9 so
1: yeah so i mean just like just let's just assume that this is this is happening and but, not and we don't have to make it a big deal i think that's really the key here is not being like hey uh you know f- freaking out that your child has being been exposed to pornography i think the bi- the bigger issue here is being able to consistently and persistently have that conversation in a way that makes everyone feel like you can be comfortable around this topic
0: yeah and and honestly the best way to find out if they're being exposed is to just talk to them about it totally right just have that conversation um don't be scared that you bringing it up is going to make them go seek it out. Um,
1: I, I would also just say, you know, to that end, if if they are looking at pornography and you can bring it up in a calm and appropriate way without giving them any sort of like indication that you're freaking out about this, they're totally going to be much more likely to have that conversation with you. And, you know, we just ask simple questions like, when was the last time you saw pornography? When was the last time you saw somebody naked on the internet, right? Just kind of that kind of simple conversation. Uh, it, it, you know, it's not it's not exactly the way I would start conversations at most parties. But with, a, with our kids, you know, these are pointed questions that help get real, actual answers.
0: Yeah, and, and my friend, I was talking to her, and she was telling me this story about, I think it was her seven-year-old that came to her and said, Mom, I just have to let you know that I was looking at gifts on my phone and I I looked up hot girls. And right, she was kind of freaking out. She's like, oh my goodness, my my young child did this and he feels bad about it. And she said she had to go to her room and like calm down and collect herself before she could address it. And so I think that that's a really important skill to have. If, if you can't be in a calm, prepared frame of mind, then you can just excuse yourself and have that conversation later also yeah
1: totally there's no shame in being like um can we just put a pin in this for a minute and let me think about it because i want to make sure that i'm in the right place to have this conversation with you i think that shows wisdom on the part of the parents and it also provides your children with like this understanding that oh i can i can talk to my parents even though they may not be they may not have the answers right away right The next question we got was, how can we help family members who watch pornography or struggle with addiction? So this is a really, you know, this is, I think this is essentially the same question that absolutely everyone who we work with is asking, Uh, you know, their spouses are asking this, their family members are asking this, anybody who knows about this, every bishop out there is asking this question. I think there are some really simple things. One thing I would do is I would really I would I would caution against talking about this as an addiction, not because we don't want to you know just label things, but because there's a lot that goes behind that. So what I would what I would really caution doing is saying this is an addiction, and I would also just call it what it is. I watch naked people. Um, on the internet having sex or I view just topless people or I view bottomless people or whatever it is. But just, let's just call it what it is. Let's call pornography what it is in, you know, in, it, in and of itself. And then the next thing I would do is I would love them. I know that sounds really simple and I know that sounds really just like, you know, churchy, churchy answer of the day, but it is probably the very, very best thing to start with. Nothing else will do more than loving that person and just telling them, I am so grateful that you told me and I love you and we're going to work together to solve this problem.
0: And also, I'm I'm sorry you're struggling with this. I know how hard this is for you because there's not a single person that we talk to who struggles with pornography that doesn't have a lot of self-hatred and a lot of negative views of themselves and it it really does take a toll on their self-confidence and and how they show up and another idea is you know do your best to not make their struggle about you because when when you make your spouse's struggle about you it's it's then you know they're also trying they're trying to manage their own emotions and then they're also trying to manage your emotions and it's it makes it it kind of like compounds the struggle right
1: right so that's like if I were to come to you and be like Darcy your weight is really a problem for me and I really need you to manage it and I need to like can you imagine having that conversation (laughs) that would be that number one that just wouldn't even feel appropriate ever right and you know that's really a lot of what we're trying to do with pornography and so, what Darcy's saying here is, I think, so so intelligent because it's this idea that what's going on for them is theirs, and they need to do the work to solve this because it's never going to be a situation where you can solve it for them. That doesn't exist. That doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, and that doesn't mean it isn't, you know, really a a, a painful a pain point within your marriage or within your home or within you know whatever it is whatever that relationship looks like. But it does it does speak well to you that, that it does hurt uh, because it means you do love that person. You're concerned about them. You're concerned about your relationship with them. But it is important to recognize that this really is their struggle. And you can support them in that, but you can't make them stop. Okay, next question. After many years of pornography addiction, can an individual overcome this problem on their own without the three-pronged program the church suggests i'm not super familiar with that three-prong approach i i did read recently i think it was like help heal and love love help and heal something like that so i did look it up i'm not familiar with it enough to tell you exactly what it is i would say that those concepts are absolutely essential um i don't know you know Again, I would, I would start with the the premise of the question, which is after many years of pornography addiction. Again, and we talked about this in the in the ward meeting that we were at, pretty uh, at a, at you know somewhat length. Um, we don't really look at this as an addiction. There's a lot of great research done by um, Cameron Staley, who's a, a PhD out of Idaho State. He's at a university. Darcy, I think, said that it was Idaho State. So. Uh, you know a lot of his research kind of gives us an indication that we're not really dealing with an addiction per se but we are dealing with a way to deal with our feelings that oftentimes becomes habitual and compulsive
0: and is against our our moral yeah and compass. it's highly
1: against our moral compass so we we look at it very harshly um so i would i would start there again dropping that addiction label and just saying okay let's let's work on taking our agency back let's Let's manage this as a habitual struggle rather than turning it into, you know, that the addiction uh, conversation. Next, I would say, yeah, ab- absolutely, anybody can overcome this. I don't think that this is a permanent reality for anyone. What it does require is work on that person's part. They're a gonna,
0: lot of self awareness.
1: They're going to have to look inside and go, why? Why do I feel this way? Why am I turning to this? and go through the process. I mean, we use a process that I used. I personally uh, used to overcome pornography. We have taught it to hundreds of people now. And I would say that in that process, and if anybody wants to, you know, work with us, set up a consult. It's free. Go to my website, Zach And there's a button that says work with me or work with Darcy. If, if you would prefer to work with her, but the idea here is you can do this. It's going to take work and you're going to need to you know, most people will need to find help.
0: And the truth is is that there's people that that once struggled with pornography that stopped struggling with pornography and they don't even believe in God. So yes, you can. Yeah. Oh, you know, overcome this struggle without the church's program.
1: Yeah, I think there's absolutely there's a space for that no matter where you are. You can you can stop this. Uh, it will take a lot of self awareness. Absolutely. Um, the next question was, how do we protect our children and grandchildren from pornography? This is a really, really tough question. The answer is you can't. And
0: we actually asked our kids this. We're like, <laughs> uh, how 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 do you think people can protect their kids and grandkids from pornography? And our daughter, who is 15, said, uh, you can't, right? Because, it's like, we, like we said, it's everywhere. And so instead of protecting, I think a way to protect is to have these conversations with your kids. Uh, prepare them for what it, what it would be like if they do see pornography and how to handle it. And, um, and just, know, just keeping that communication open once again.
1: Yeah, acknowledge, you know, you might feel aroused because of this. You might be surprised about what it looks like. You might find yourself confused, right? So just acknowledge the the many feelings that they are probably going to experience. And then I would say keep teaching them about healthy sexual behavior.
0: Because I think the really confusing part here is that our bodies are designed to seek pleasure and to... For a lot of people, viewing pornography is a pleasurable experience, and so I think it can be really confusing to our kids because you know we very much are like it's really bad, it's stay away from it, it's horrible, it will destroy your life, and then disgusting, and then they interact with it and they're like, wow, this is actually kind of amazing, right? right? And and granted, it's not amazing forever because afterwards, if it's something that is against your beliefs then that's where the the guilt and the shame comes in and right. and then it becomes a cycle. So,
1: so I think really the answer isn't maybe not that you cannot protect your children from pornography, but I think in the way that this question is intended, you can't. I think the answer is to inoculate them by having that open conversation and really you know strive to create a healthy sexual environment. You know, I don't know that there's anybody out there who wants to think of their 12 13, 14, 15-year-old kids as sexual creatures, but that's that's a reality that if we face it head-on, we're going to be a lot further ahead in this game. All right. Uh, how do you think it is best to block some of that content on the Internet? We don't want to have show up on our screens. This is a good question because uh, while the only absolutely you know fail-safe filter is the one between your ears, uh, your brain is really the only way that you're going to keep absolutely everything off the internet. We use Covenant Eyes. Um, we have used it with our kids. We like it because it it takes screenshots and it creates uh, an email and sends it to us, which creates an opportunity to have a conversation. And that's why we like it.
0: Yeah. And for me, one of the things that I do on my kids' phones, if they have an iPhone, I, I, I do lock it down some. I do make it so... Um, it restricts adult websites, and so when you do that, it makes it so the private browser is not available. Um, but the, the truth is kids are super smart, like way smart, and it's amazing what they can figure out. And oftentimes when we put blocks and barriers, it just is.
1: It's another problem to solve.
0: Yeah, it's their brain. Our brain loves to solve problems. And so uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of kids are like, oh, how can I get around this block? And I have personally been very amazed by the things that our kids can uh, figure out. Circumvent. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing, actually. And you're like, wow, how did you figure that out? Um, And so really, it's, I mean, you can do your best to, you know, limit adult websites. Um, I go in and I uh, block certain websites. You can block certain websites. So I always block, you know, Pornhub. Um,
1: <laughs> really anything that comes to mind that you want to block, you can block, um, just be aware that there's not a, there's not a perfect system and that it, it, it continues to be your job as the parent to have that conversation with your kids on a regular basis and, and help them navigate this process of learning to really live up to who they want to be.
0: There are, there, there are like gab phones and, oh, yeah. um, pinwheel, that are more kid-friendly. But in our experience, having the Gab phone and then having a son who drives, it didn't really work well for us because he, there's no GPS and, and there's you know they don't have their banking apps. Um,
1: pinwheel does have a lot more stuff. So yeah. It just kind of depends, but you're, you're, there's nothing that you can be perfect with. Okay. Do you have a recommendation for what to tell kids to do when they come across something that's inappropriate? So this question is a great question, but it really needs to be prefaced by how can I as a parent get my head in the right space so that I can hear when my kid has viewed pornography and help guide them with love and really not freak out, not be, you know, the parent who's like crazy. Okay. So start with, I want you to come talk to me because we can talk about it. I want you to ask whatever questions you have. I want you to be prepared to, you know, let me help you learn this, but I wouldn't make it into anything that's like, okay, now, this is like, like when when we were kids and we learned about stop, drop, and roll, and we're like, if you ever catch on fire, you have to stop and drop and roll, right? And like, this is really more about, hey, let's create a dialogue, and you as the parent are going to have to be in a position mentally to be okay with that conversation
0: we homeschool our kids and when my daughter was about 10 she was researching owls and she clicked on something and it was a pornographic site and she <laughs> threw it down and said uh mom i need you to deal with that whatever just came <laughs> up on my phone <laughs> and so of course i am the lucky one that gets to deal with that so
1: nice yeah so just be ready just be ready to have that conversation. Um, how do I encourage someone whose life is impacted by pornography? I I would take this back to what we said earlier. I would very much start by, you know, loving them.
0: And providing hope. Yes. Right. Do not give them the like, this is never going to go away. You're going to struggle with this for the rest of your life. This, this is going to really destroy your life if you don't figure it out. Right. It's just like, be positive. Like, yeah, you've got this man. Like, honestly treat it like if they had some kind of disease that they had to fight like cancer how would you encourage them if they were struggling with with cancer? How would you encourage them if they were had a broken leg right like anything? Well
1: yeah and I would you know invite them to be your friend you know be be the person that you want to be in that moment uh, be, be the, the kind person you know, it's, it's interesting how many times we've talked to people and they're like, yeah, my Bishop told me that this is going to be something I have to fight with for the rest of my life. And how like awful that sounds.
0: We had a friend who actually struggled with uh, the word of wisdom. She struggled with drinking coffee and she was talking to me and she said, you know, I went, I went to the Bishop and he said, you know, this is going to be a lifelong struggle for you. You're going to always have to fight this. And She said it was the most discouraging thing she had ever heard, and she was like, "If I'm going to have to fight this forever, and I'm never going to get on top of it, then heck, I'm going to just drink my coffee."
1: Yeah, and this is not to discourage you from having a conversation with your bishop, or to dissuade you know, just you know, to bag on bishops because it's hard to be a bishop. Um, The bishop in the word that we spoke in, he's he's a finance teacher at a university, so like, this isn't like he's gotten a whole lot of training on how to have these kinds of conversations. He's been asked to do a task. He's serving faithfully. Um, you know, that's what bishops do, almost invariably. So please don't, don't feel like we, we, we want to say ne- anything negative about bishops. What we do want you to be aware of is the more positive that you can be about this, the more um, you can just be open and clear and loving with your friends and neighbors and family, who are dealing with this, the more likely they are to not feel ashamed, which means that, that they're more likely to bring it out of the shadows, bring it out of the dark and and, and start really actually just solving the problem.
0: And if, if this is like a wife whose husband struggles with pornography and you're like, how can I help out this wife? One thing that's super helpful is not telling the story about so-and-so who got a divorce because her husband looked at pornography, right? Like those kind of stories are not helpful. It's like when you're getting ready to have a baby and every single person wants to tell you their horror story about their, their delivery. Yeah. It, it or doesn't, like
1: if you've got cancer and you're like on the internet, just like looking up what in the world could go wrong with this, that's not helpful. Um, and, and it, it's just, that's not what, that's not what the gospel is about. The gospel is not a gospel of fear. It's a gospel of love. So I, I highly encourage you to, you know, just step into that role that the savior, um, you know, gave us to to step into and he himself modeled, which was to love those who are around you, love everyone.
0: And another thing is, is that a lot of people are not brave enough to come out and talk about this. Like oh, we man. ask clients and a lot of them are like, I, I want to share, but I don't, I'm, I'm too nervous to because I don't want it to impact my employment or how people think of me and all of that kind of stuff. And so I don't think we hear the success stories because there aren't a lot of people that are like us that are like, Hey, let me tell you.
1: Well, I think when those all success of stories happen, people are like, okay, let's, let's just leave that totally in the past. And when the horror stories happen, those stories where, you know, it, it's a divorce and you know, all the, all the bad things happen. Those stories come out more often because, you know, somebody's got to justify what happened, right? And that's much harder to swallow, um, and it's a, so much easier to just well, I don't want to say it's easy to tell that story, but the, it's the way that we communicate what's happened to us is we tell a story. But when it's so shamed and so you know a deep, such a deeply, darkly held secret, when we do actually overcome it. We don't tell anybody. We're like, uh, okay, that's that's in the past. Let's get, let's move past it. All right. When what? So, what are the steps to help someone who's stopped using pornography, but they still struggle with masturbation? So, I would really just be aware of where that person is in their you know their growth trajectory. Um, there's a lot of indication that masturbation happens, you know, begins for some people all the way in infancy and even in actually, yeah. So, you know, just be aware of where they are in their development. And, you know, I would encourage them to just kind of deal, you know, see what it is that's going on for them, in feelings wise, before they choose to masturbate for whatever reason. You know, the older they are, you know, when they're teens, I would definitely bring it up and say, hey, how's this going? Is this interrupting your day? Is it something that is keeping you from being the person that you want to be? That gives them. And understanding that this is this is about agency. This is about them being able to choose how they want to behave. And the the more we encourage them to own the agency portion of this particular conversation, the more likely they are to be at some point or another, like, oh, I don't really wanna I don't really want to do that anymore. That's not who I want to be.
0: And I think it's important to realize how far they've come, right? And encourage them and say, wow. Like you used to struggle with pornography and you don't now. That is so awesome. You've come so far. Like you can you can really figure anything out. Look how how you were able to stop viewing pornography yeah. and then encourage them to, to keep going on their goals. If if their goal is to stop masturbating, then encourage them and support them and be there to listen.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's I think that's perfect. What can my kids say to others who might show up with inappropriate images or materials? So th- I think this goes back to the kind of conversation that you're having with your kids. Hey, you know, is this showing up at school for you? Is anybody bringing this? Is there, you know, is are you concerned about anybody in your friend circle seeing this and bringing it and, you know, having a conversation with you about it?
0: And I think beforehand, a really good thing to discuss with your kids is like a code, right? So... If, if there's something, if they're in a situation that they're not comfortable in, but they maybe don't know how to get out of it, you know, just a simple phone call and say,
1: hey, how's grandma or whatever your code is.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> then, you know, oh, they need some help. They need to be picked up. And, and really, they can just say, hey, I, I don't actually want to see that. Do you mind turning that off? Um, or they can just walk away. Right. Like,
1: yeah, I think I think most importantly, like the more we teach our kids about healthy sexuality, the more likely they are to be able to just kind of navigate a lot of that on their own. Um, those relationships with our friends are some sometimes pretty tricky because both we want to be a part of a group, but we also don't necessarily want to, you know, be shunned or you know told, <laughs> told that we're not cool enough because we didn't look at the certain you know, do whatever it is that the group did. So I would absolutely again just. Try and navigate that in terms of creating healthy sexuality with your kids, and then also, hey, how did that feel? Um, when you saw that, is there any? You know, do you have any questions about how that is, you know, going to work in your body and that sort of thing? Just, just kind of be matter of fact about it.
0: And if it's something that's happening on the regular, then you you know you they might want to find some new friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you know the the next part of the same person's question is you know how can I help my kids confidently shun it and encourage better behavior and activities I I think it's all in that same boat right the idea here is we we can both demonstrate love to our children help them demonstrate love to their friends and also talk openly about these things in a way that makes it so that it's not it's not the big scary conversation that it might be otherwise okay how do you talk to your children about pornography without casting too much shame and guilt? I think we've really... I think we've answered this for the most part, but is there anything else you want to add?
0: The only thing I would add is just be human with your kids, right? Oh, yeah. if, if this is something you struggled with, maybe you could share that with them and and help them navigate that and and not make it mean like you're broken, there's something wrong with you, we need to fix this. It's more like... Yeah, this this is what's going on for you. How can I help you? How can I support you?
1: Yeah, totally. I, I think that's a great a great answer. I you know, it's interesting because as we have, you know, told our story, our kids are really just they they like whatever. <laughs> they they're literally I think sick of hearing it sometimes. But the more you can share about what your own experience was in this vein, the more likely you are to see that they're not ashamed of it. And, and you don't have to be either because you guys all love each other, I hope. Uh, are there any drugs that can be prescribed for lessening the addictive urges? I have no idea. We're not clinicians. <laughs> we're, we're not doctors. Yeah, we're not doctors. I'm sure there's a drug that you can take.
0: I but, know there is one. Like I had a friend who struggled with alcoholism and she took a drug that made it so if she drank alcohol, it made her sick or something like that. Right. But I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I don't know. Here's here's what I would say to that, right? Here we are looking for a solution that is easy. And the truth is, and, and as we talked about in the Sunday school lesson, the truth is is that life is a, you know, it's pretty much 50-50. About half the time, you know, opposition and all things, about half the time we're going to feel bad. We're going to kind of feel crummy in a lot of ways. And really the, the best way to inoculate yourself from, you know, uh, the urges that we that we feel is to be willing to feel them without doing anything about them. That, I know that sounds somewhat painful sometimes because oftentimes we feel like we want to either act on those urges or fight with them. But if we can just kind of take a step aside, and this is one of the techniques that we, we teach in our program and that we help people work on doing, taking a step aside from that urge and not not feeling beholden to do anything about it Just watch it. See what it feels like. And just deal with that urge on its merits without without needing to to fight it, I think.
0: Yeah, and kinda ask it questions like, hmm, why is it that I have this urge? What's going on for me? Right? Like one of my urges is like when I leave the house to like grab a snack to eat in the car. Right. I and I know that. Like when I leave the house to to, to get in my car, I know my brain's going to offer me the idea that I should grab a snack.
1: That's why we have an endless supply of sunflower seeds in our cars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's because we drive across the country a lot to Wisconsin and that's our stay awake food. That
1: is good stay awake food. Right. But the, the truth is here that, uh, you know, if we're looking for an easy answer, we're unlikely to find it. And I know that's hard to hear sometimes. Um, but more than anything, if we're going to solve this problem, we need to be out in the open. We need to be telling our own stories. We need to tell our stories of success. You know, it's interesting. In the room that we were in, I imagine there were a number of people with success stories. And no one shared. Yeah. Right. And and that's telling, right? Because we really don't want to let other people know that we're bad people. That's kind of, the, I think, the mentality that we bring to this. And we can stop thinking that. We can start thinking that we're all good people and some of us struggle with pornography.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I, when we got in the car, I was like, dang it, yeah, I forgot to say my favorite thing. And my favorite thing to say is that really good people struggle with pornography. Like, I think it's the best people that struggle with pornography.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. So many of the men and women that we work with, they are earnest they're kind, they're loving, they're good parents.
0: They're successful.
1: They're just kind of the best people. You know, doctors, orthodontists. Um, <laughs> we have an ENT who's a client. Uh, we have a, a, a lady who's in the military. We, we, have, um, we have worked with state presidents. We have worked with bishops. We have worked with uh, all types and stripes of people and not a single one of them has ever come to us and said, I'm a horrible human, and I like looking at porn because it's my favorite thing to do, and I never really want to give it up, but my wife says I have to, so I need your help. right? None of them said that. They come to us, and they're like, I don't like who I am when I do this. and I need some help to move past it, finally. So the best people struggle with pornography. That doesn't mean that they're you know, gonna <laughs> that doesn't mean anything about them other than they have a struggle just like you. And whatever your struggle is, they've got one that's just pornography. All right, you guys. This has kind of been fun because we <laughs> we kind of give you a glimpse into, you know, what we do um, when we go and speak places and we'd love to come and speak wherever. And we also love answering these questions. So, you know, send us your questions. If you are listening to this for the first time, you're like, "What could I do next?" You know, if this is the first time you've listened to our podcast, the very next thing you could do to just start moving forward to commit to change is you can, you know, set up a consult with Darcy or me. If you're a wife and you're struggling with your spouse's um, pornography viewing, set up a consult with Darcy. It's free, and we love doing it. We love having these conversations and I know that you will see great change and hope that you can find the hope for yourself in the work that we do. All right, you guys, thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day, Darcy and I work with amazing men and women to remove pornography from their lives and relationships. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey, let us help you. Sign up for a consult at zacksbafford.com work with me. And you can set up some time for you or your spouse to meet with me or with Darcy. And we can help you get started on your self-mastery journey. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography.